This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Daly. Our guest this week is Alabama 4th District Congressman Robert Adderholt. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the crop insurance industry. NCIS provides the primary safety net for millions of acres of cropland and hundreds of commodities across the U.S., enabling farmers to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. AgriPulse Open Mic with our guest, Congressman Robert Adderholt, is next. America's farmers and ranchers are relying on crop insurance now more than ever before to provide individualized protection and to secure operating loans. Protecting 256 million acres of farmland and 350 commodities across the U.S., crop insurance is the primary safety net for many farmers, enabling them to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. Crop insurance, providing peace of mind now and for the next generation of agriculture. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. This week our guest is Alabama 4th District Representative Robert Adderholt. He serves as a member of the House Committee on Appropriations and as Subcommittee Chair for Agriculture. Congress returned to Washington last week with two pressing issues, and the Alabama Republican representative says those issues remain. We were, of course, anxious to get back, but, of course, the pressing thing was, number one, what has been going on in Syria and Iraq with ISIS, and number two, the uh, continuing resolution or the how to work the appropriation bills. We use that term CR, continuing resolution, because we know that the 12 appropriation bills that have to be passed by the midnight of September the 30th uh, is uh, probably not going to happen. So we've got to pass those some way, pass a stopgap measure, which we call a continuing resolution. And so those two things were on the front burner. Of course, as you know, Wednesday of uh, this past week, we uh, had the president to, to come on the uh, speak to the nation about uh, his plan for ISIS and uh, how to deal with the situation over there. And we're still trying to uh, come up with that. Uh, then, of course, in the next uh, few days, Congress will be taking up the uh, the CR. Supposedly, that's what is on the agenda. And then, of course, how to. Uh, work with the president and trying to deal with the crisis that is uh, happening with uh, this terrorist group that we call ISIS or ISIL, whatever uh, term you want to use. How did you personally receive the president's remarks, and do you see the ISIL situation having an effect on Congress' ability to deal with the CR in a timely fashion? I, I was encouraged to see that he seemed more resolute than he has in the past. Uh, that was encouraging to see. Uh, at the same time, uh, I, along with a lot of my other uh, colleagues, both Democrat and Republicans, we 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 do have concern about working with this uh, the Syrian rebels. Uh, we, uh, you know, they are. It's very difficult to know who the good guys are and who the bad guys over in, in that part of the world. And using them as our foot soldiers and soldiers on the ground. Uh, is going to be very difficult in many ways. So there is some issues that uh, you know we're going to have that we're still dealing with right now, and it'll be the coming days before as uh, Congress goes back into session this week uh, of how we're going to be able to, to handle this. To answer your question, I, I, I was encouraged in some ways because he seemed resolute and that he wanted to get to the bottom of the problem. But at the same time, uh, I was I felt like he needed to be. Uh, 
we we he, we've got to leave, leave every option on the table. I mean, no one wants to go into a full fledged war where we send troops over there. But at the same time, if we're going to defeat ISIS or ISIL, as as some say, then we've got to be prepared to do what we have to do. And I think the president doesn't need to take anything off the table, and he needs to be willing to. Uh, say we need to do whatever we need to do to defeat the enemy. Many sitting on the sidelines thought you would vote on the CR last week, so from their eyes, maybe that military situation has already slowed down the CR. Do you see it becoming big enough that would either grant you extra days in Washington or or delay the CR? Well, it definitely has delayed the CR. Uh, the CR was to take place uh, last week, as, as you say, but because of the CR... Oh, and because of, or rather because of the situation with Syria and, and Iraq and the terrorist group known as ISIL or ISA, oh, then they did postpone it because one theory is, is to put the authorizing language to deal with what the president wants to do with the terrorist group, uh, ISIS, is to deal with it in the CR. Uh, the uh, original plans was to not have it there, and that's why the leadership on the House side, and I think along with the Senate side as well, decided to hold off on the CR until we could decide how we're going to deal with it, if they should be dealt with jointly or not. So it has delayed it already. Uh, the question is whether we'll delay it more. And I think right now, as we speak, that the Republican leadership on the House side, the Democrat leadership on the Senate side are deciding to how to best move forward with this. Of course, ultimately, the goal of passing these 12 appropriation bills in a CR, as, we, as I referred to earlier, is to avoid a government shutdown. Uh, if we do not pass a continuing resolution to fund the 12 appropriation bills, then come midnight uh, on September the 30th, uh, then the federal government will close and um, that's not a good thing for anyone and so we're trying to make sure we get those uh, 12 appropriation bills passed through this through this vehicle known as a continuing resolution or as we call it a CR the term we use on the hill now one thing you ask about how is this going to change our being in Washington uh, we're in Washington up through September the 30th except uh, uh, one week. There'll be one week between uh, now and the end of the month that we will be out of session. And if we need to probably be in session that week, we have the ability to go back into session and be there if we need to add the added days. So we've got some built-in uh, space there to fill if we need to. So I think that we can deal with it by September the 30th. Uh, the question is, will uh, well, the situation with Syria and Iraq, will that bleed over into October when Congress was planning on taking another recess so members could go home and campaign? But uh, I think the consensus of most members are that going to war is a very serious thing, and if we need to be in Washington to deal with this and to figure out how to get uh, – deal with terrorism, then then I think that's what our constituents want us to do. How long do you see that CR in place? Currently, the CR that, that, is, that we're looking at right now is going through December the 11th, which will put us well past the elections. Uh, of course, the elections are in the first part of November, but the uh, we don't come back until the middle of November. And of course, just as soon as we get back, we'll need a little time to work on the the, the actual legislation. So December the 11th is right now what is scheduled. 
when we think about the CR, there were some other uh, additions or amendments inside it. One of those, the Export-Import Bank, some money toward uh, helping with the Ebola situation. Do you see any of those controversial enough that would throw it off track? Uh, the Ebola, I don't. I think that is pretty well said. Uh, I've not heard a lot of uh, much disagreement. The only one that I have heard that or that I know of that has been some controversial is the Exim uh, uh, Bank issue. That has been uh, a little bit controversial because you do have members on both sides of the aisle that have different feelings of how if it should be reauthorized and extended. Uh, right now. I think the consensus is that it would be extended for a short period of time and deal with a longer extension later and whether that should happen. But right now, there is language in the continuing resolution, or the CR as we call it, through June of next year to extend um, XM Bank. As the chair of the subcommittee for agriculture on the Appropriations Committee, you were working really hard on the FY15 appropriations for the Department of Agriculture, and it seemed like it was derailed by a situation regarding school nutrition. Do you think that's something that you come back to in the lame duck session, or where now does that debate lie? Well, that was an issue. Let let, let me say that... um there were several, I think, issues that were that were out there that were everyone was not on the same page, and and that's just about any preparation bill. You're going to have some issues out there. The nutrition issue was one that people had different feelings about, but I don't think that was the one thing that held up the bill. Uh, but uh, I think we will be able after September 11th, we will then have a we'll be able to go back and pick up where we left off in our negotiations. So. I'm hopeful that we can get some language on this uh, nutrition issue. Uh, this the school mills waiver is, I think, what you're referring to. You know, uh, one thing that all of us have at, in mind is we want to make sure that we decrease childhood obesity. We want to make sure that students receive healthy meals when they're in school. Uh, the problem is that the schools are, as as you know, have had problems meeting the requirements that are coming out of USDA. And the legislation that I proposed in this appropriation bill would uh, just simply give a, a temporary uh, a waiver for one year for those schools that are having a difficult time meeting them. So uh, this by no means uh, guts what the legislation overall is uh, does this just gives a temporary relief for schools that are having a hard time meeting those requirements? So, again, goal is to try to combat childhood obesity, uh, make sure we have healthy school meals, but at the same time, we want to make sure we put some common sense in there. And that, unfortunately, the rules that have been coming out of the USDA regarding this have been. Uh, far from uh, common sense, in my opinion. I understand you received a letter from one of your constituents who's right there in the school lunchroom that helped you see what was going on. Well, actually, I, I received a phone call uh, uh, from uh, one of my uh, school lunch nutritionists who, who who runs the program in one of my schools, and uh, she actually called me a couple of years ago when she first saw this coming down the pike, and she uh, was just very frustrated at what was happening. Little did I know that she was one of many, many school nutritionists and lunch uh, nutrition program directors that were encountering this problem. And uh, as the time has progressed and as these regulations have come to light more and more, uh, there's been a unanimous uh, outcry by most school nutritionists 
and saying, you know, we want to provide healthy lunches. We want to provide the uh, students to make sure they get uh, a uh, balanced meal. But, you know, some of these things are far beyond what uh, is uh, really possible to do and, and make sure that we, the students, eat and have a good meal that they can look forward to. And so that's why we wanted, so that's how I first got involved in it. Let's go back to dollars and cents for just a moment. Uh, tax extenders is something that Senator Grassley has said he thought would see opportunity in a lame duck session. What are your thoughts there? Is it all or nothing? I think probably as far as we see in tax extenders, it will probably be taken up as a, as a package. That's my understanding of what uh, the uh, what I understand from uh, I don't serve on that uh, committee, so I've been one step removed from it, but I don't think we will see it before we uh, come back after the election. I think with the thing with ISIS, with the situation there, with the situation with the CR, it'll be after we come back in November when we would see that. But it would probably be in a package either all together or not. I don't think we'll take them up piecemeal. I think they'll be taken up together if they are. So it's, like I said, it's hard to say. Um, you know, Senator Grassley, uh, you know, certainly that this has been one of those issues that he works on uh, on a daily basis on, and he certainly, I think, has a good feel for what uh, the Congress will do. But right now, uh, I think he is very much on point that we won't see anything before we come back uh, after the election. Many relieved that we have a new farm bill, uh, and perhaps some concern now that that new farm bill is uh, the appropriations that would match funds for the new policy uh, it will be accomplished through a continuing resolution. Can we make the dollars and the policy match, or is this a concern? Well, from our standpoint, on the appropriation standpoint, we, uh, you know, I, as, as chairing the appropriation side of it, we, we, I feel like we, we can make it work, and that's our obligation to make sure that we uh, put the money to make sure that the policy are implemented as Congress uh, passed the law. So I'm confident that we can. From the bottom line of the nation, uh, there are concerns about our budget and uh, the appropriations process. You you have uh, just <laughs> such a challenging task. Uh, I know that your policy suggests that we need to be fiscally responsible. So what is your hope as we work on this CR and as we come back in, in fiscal 15 and address the, the financial needs of the country? What, what needs to be done in your view? Well, clearly, clearly we've got some issues regarding the long-term uh, viability of the nation when it comes to spending and the amount of debt that we've incurred over the last several years. What I uh, think that we, and, and quite honestly, under the leadership of Hal Rogers as the chairman of the Appropriations Committee, the full committee, um, and uh, through this, uh, through the House of Representatives, I know I can speak for the House, but since I served there, we have done a tremendous amount in trying to cut spending, try to look for areas that where there's a lot of wasteful spending. I think there's probably other areas we can continue to look for, but until we really get to the to the heart of the matter, and when until we get to the fact that we have uh, entitlements that are running uh, way out of control, then I don't think we can really rein in the debt and uh, get a whole, get around the spending problem that we have. So that's something that I think the new Congress has got to look very seriously at and saying we've got to make some changes to entitlement programs. It's not a fun issue to deal with. But I, I feel that we, we can make some changes to entitlement programs where we are doing it in such a way that still serves the purpose, make sure those that need to get entitlements, they have 
it available, but at the same time, make sure that we're not continuing to run up the debt. Our thanks to Alabama 4th District Representative Robert Adderholt, our guest this week on Open Mic. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by NCIS, the crop insurance industry. NCIS provides the primary safety net for millions of acres of cropland and hundreds of commodities across the U.S., enabling farmers to supply our country with food and fiber year after year. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Alley.